now broadcasting from Suitland, Maryland, USA, Abiding Truth with Dr. McCune, an outreach of Suitland Road Baptist Church. Please visit us at www.srbcoutreach.org. And now, here's our pastor, Dr. Calvin M. McCune. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for his word. The Holy Spirit placed on my heart this message, which I title The Purpose of Easter. And I would like us to turn to Isaiah chapter 45. We will spend time there in Isaiah chapter 45. And then we will look at some other texts as we go along as the Spirit would lead. Let's come before the Lord and pray. Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. We ask, O God, that you would bless us. Please open our hearts, our minds to understand your truth. Lord, bring us closer to our Savior, understanding our relationship with him. Move in our hearts, God, that we would grow to appreciate your Lordship, Lord Jesus, in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Towards the end of last year, I started to pray about the seasonal messages. Easter, Christmas, those messages that are centered around Christianity or practices. And the the Holy Spirit moving in my heart led me to revisit the different passages. And at the same time, while that's happening, God gave me in my spirit a sense of not feeling at ease, not feeling comfortable. And I questioned the Lord. I said, God, what is, what is happening? And what the Holy Spirit ministered in my heart is that God, thank God, he does not want us when we go through the different seasons, like Easter right now, this is the Easter season, to ever get caught up in the religiosity of the season, to get excited about the messages, to stir our souls, to even experience an emotion of gratitude to God and feeling excited about worshiping him and to experience perhaps even to a point of tears 
And you get caught up in that, and at the end of the season, it's over. <clears throat> Until the next season. And that can go on from decades to decades. Matter of fact, it can go on an entire lifetime. And I'm afraid to say, perhaps not afraid, perhaps the better word is ashamed to say, that so many churches have, caught up in, have been caught up in just that. Folks get excited about, I want to experience this season message without who it is all about. Because we have a church in this part of the world that is not evangelizing. And I'm talking about Christendom. And yet, every season, folks get excited. Doesn't that say something is wrong? Should we continue to do that? I said, oh dear God, Father, open my eyes, dear God, help me. And something is, if it's wrong, it's wrong. If it was the right way, then this should have been, we should have been the most vibrant church on the planet. All these seasons, seasons after seasons. And there is nothing wrong about having the seasonal message. But the message itself should impact all lives. And the only way and bring it should affect change in our hearts. And the only way that will happen is if the message is not being preached or received with a focus of a temporary religious excitement. It must be preached and it must be received with its focus on Jesus. So that there can be surrender, so that there can be a permanent impact in our lives. That's the only thing that makes sense. So I thank God. I thank God. All these months, Holy Spirit working in my heart. Isaiah chapter 45. And that's why this message is entitled The Purpose of Easter. What is the purpose of Easter? In asking that question, we have to ask it, from God's perspective. If the purpose of Easter is for us to have a religious experience, we miss the mark. But if what is the purpose of Easter? Isaiah, as the Lord is leading him in verses 18, 45, 18, for thus says the Lord that created a heaven, God, Yahweh, who created everything. God himself that formed the earth and made it. God himself. He established it. 
and he did not create it to be wasted. He has established it and he created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord and there is none else. And that word I am is connected with God as sovereign and God as creator. And when we turn to Chronicles, I want you to, Colossians, turn, find Colossians. In Colossians chapter 1 and verses 16, Colossians 1, 16, it says, For by him, that is our Lord Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Our Lord Jesus is God. Bible says God himself and if God himself created everything and we are understanding that our Lord Jesus is the one who created everything then he is God he's I am and he has established it and we are on his earth for his purpose and that's why when, when our Lord Jesus says, for God so loved the world, he loves the people in the world, yeah. that God gave his only begotten son for the people in the world, yeah. that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have eternal life. Yeah. When God says that it is his will, that everyone on the earth should hear the gospel. Yeah. When God says, go and make disciples, that's the purpose of Easter. That's the purpose of what we are celebrating and recognizing what Easter is all about. It's not about a feeling, an emotion, something temporary, something seasonal. It is about what God is doing. It is about what God has done. Beginning that he is sovereign God and he created everything and he's bringing about his purpose. Within, within his very act of creation. I have not spoken in secret, Isaiah, back in Isaiah 45, 8, 19. In the dark place of the earth, I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seeking me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteously. I declare things that are right. God made it known in his word. God led and led holy men to write as they were moved by the Spirit. Thus Isaiah is saying, for thus says the Lord, assemble yourself and come, join near together. Ye that I escaped from the nations and have no knowledge that set up the wood of our craven image, 
and pray unto a God that cannot save. Shall ye and bring them near? Yea, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? The Bible tells us that all of us, all of us, have gone astray. Humanity gave up on God in the very beginning. When Adam disobeyed God, in that act of disobedience, what he's declaring is, I am, I am no longer recognizing the sovereignty of Almighty God in my life. I am no longer recognizing it's God and God alone. Isaiah 53 and verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him, that is our, our Lord Jesus, the iniquity of us all. The curse of the wickedness of our sins, Jesus took upon him. That is what Easter is all about. That is the meaning of Easter. It is not just some religious seasonal experience. It is that all have gone astray. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It is about the fact that the wages of sin is death. But God has given us a gift through Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of Easter. Without Jesus, there is no Easter. Isaiah chapter 45 and verses 21. The latter part, it says, Let's look at the end of that. Have not I the Lord? Have not I, Yahweh, I am God? And there is no God else besides me? That's the purpose of Easter. God is saying, don't turn to anything else. Don't turn to images. God told us in his word in the New Testament, an image can be anything. It can be self. It can be living for self. It can be the religiosity that the devil leads God's children to bring into his church. There is no God. And just God and the Savior, there is none beside me. And observe what the Lord says there. He connects God, Yahweh, with the Savior, with Jesus. God himself created everything. All things were made by Jesus for him and for his purpose. That's what Easter is all about. Look unto me, 
We have to turn to God. That's what Easter is all about. For us, it's remembering what Jesus did for us. It's not about the costumes that we find in services around the season. It's not about all the attachments that came in with the season. The Easter eggs and everything else. It's about Jesus and sovereign God who made us for his purpose and man on his own rebelled against God. And the consequence of that is the curse that sin brought and God in his love says, in order to solve this, I myself has to, I have to come into this world. Because I'm sovereign, but I love my creation. God says we have to look unto him. And this is a season just, it should be to remind us, oh God, remind me every day to be looking to you. For who you are and what you desire. It's not about just looking to us after we get saved. For God, I'm looking to you to satisfy all my wants and desires. It is God, I'm looking to you because you are bringing about your work, your purpose for my very existence. That's what Easter is all about. When we look unto God, we are looking unto Jesus. He is the author and he's the finisher of our faith not our purpose in life as it pertains to self, but according to God's plan, God's kingdom, God's word going forth, people being born again, people coming to Jesus. And be saved. It's an appeal even to the unbeliever. Turn to God away from your idols. Turn to God away from your religions. And that means turn to Jesus, for he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. All the ends of the earth. It's a message to the entire world. For I am God. And there is none else. That's what Easter, the purpose of Easter. I have sworn by myself, God made an oath by himself. If he made an oath by man, it would have failed. The word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. God said to Isaiah, I am going to become your savior. And this is my spoken word. And therefore it will not return. And so in the fullness of time, God came in the person of Jesus. That's the purpose of Easter. It's not about religious celebration. It's not about the feel-good religious practices. It's about sovereign God who looked at us 
and seeing us in our condition that all have sinned. And the only thing we deserve is eternal hell because of unholiness in our lives that man brought upon himself by his disobedience because man chose to turn away from God. And as a result, and God told man before that, you will die. You will die spiritually. And it brought death. Disobedience brought death. And God says, I am going to say something now. I'm going to make an oath by myself. And he did. And God says, because I made this oath by myself, it's going to come to pass. And that's the purpose of Easter. That's why Jesus came. He is fulfilling the word of God. He is fulfilling the word of God. God who created everything, or Lord Jesus who made everything, he is fulfilling the word of the Father. This is the purpose of Easter. Out of my mouth in righteousness. And it shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall swear. That's what God is doing. And this is how God did it. Purpose of Easter. Let's turn to Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Here is the mind of God in Jesus Christ. This is the purpose of Easter. Christ's death on the cross is what we are celebrating and his resurrection and his ascension. Jesus, who being in the form of God, Taught it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus did not look at himself and says, okay, I am going to selfishly cling to my right that I am God. But because God is fulfilling his own oath, God himself humbles himself in the person of Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of Easter. It's a fulfillment of God's promise. Jesus is the unchanging essence of God himself. He has the very divinity and in that deity is inside of him. He is God Almighty. The purpose of Easter, saints. It's not about the seasonal celebration. Are you hearing me? It's not about all the colorful things that folks put to it. And then nothing happens after. He made himself of no reputation. 
and he took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. He came in our form. And being found in the fashion of man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Because God says, I'm going to fulfill my purpose. I'm going to be savior to the world. It is about obedience. That's the purpose of Easter. It's about obedience. It's about our redemption and the obedience of Jesus. It's about our our salvation and the salvation for humanity. And Jesus went to the cross. Christ took the curse that came about because of our sin upon himself. He took the curse. He took the penalty of our sin upon himself. And he took the curse of the world. When we look at a man, a woman, a child on the street, we see them. We watch them. If they're not saved, their eternal destiny is hell. They're on their way to hell. They just don't know it, as we were at one time. For all eternity, on our way to hell. That's the reality. And Jesus made a way for them. God himself, he said, I swear by myself. He made a way for the world. (coughs) That's the purpose of Easter. The purpose for the death, the burial, and the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. That's what it is. We have to look at people differently. The way God looked at us. God says, you are worshiping your idols because you have turned away from me. I'm going to swear by myself and I will become your savior. I myself will become your savior. When we look at the world, we have to look at the world the way God looks at the world. If we don't, during the season, we will mess it all together. We will completely mess it all together. I do not want to be the pastor who says, let's experience a wonderful religious experience concerning Easter in the absence of Jesus, even though I will speak about his death and his burial and his resurrection. If the end result of that is, oh God, Jesus, thank you, not only for saving me, but Jesus, thank you that it is your will for the whole world to be saved. If that 
is not my reason for preaching this season. I missed the whole point. It means, frankly, it means this. I am leading you astray. I am leading you astray. If it ends with a colorful religious experience of we had a great Easter season. We had all these Easter messages that we look forward to every year. God says to Isaiah, no. It's about me. I am Yahweh. The world is in a, in a sinful condition. They're separated from me. All have gone astray. And I'm going to solve that problem. I will not let the, the devil triumph because I've created everything for my divine purpose. And I will intervene myself. And God's ultimate aim, verses 10, that in the name of Jesus, let's read these last two verses, because this is where we find this in Isaiah 45, 23. Let's read it together, verses, Philippians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Jesus is now exalted in heaven, in our form, in human form. He is before the Father. Our Lord Jesus is in our form before the Father. Verses 10 and 11 together. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's what Easter, the purpose of Easter. That's what it is all about. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is sovereign. And every knee should bow. This is what God said through Isaiah. Are you following that? That's what he says. Every knee should bow. That's what Easter is all about. What then should be our response to a message like this? If you heard what the Holy Spirit, if we all heard what the Holy Spirit has said to us this morning, God told us what our response has to be. He says, turn to me. It's not complicated, is it? <clears throat> turn to me. The message is from the Holy Ghost. God is not going to come and turn our head. God says, you turn to me. You heard what I said to you. Now you have to choose to turn to me. That's what the celebration of Easter is all about. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That we turn to God. We turn to our Savior. I pray by the grace of God, those who are listening in, thank you for joining us. The Lord Jesus, he loves you. 
He loves you. He is God. Whatever religion you might be following, only Jesus guarantees. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the only one guarantees that when we die, and we all know we will die, it is appointed unto man once to die. And after death, a reality, the judgment. <clears throat> so if you have to, you should, we have to make this decision. We, wisdom says, make it on this side. Only Jesus Christ, because of what God did, solve our problem. Because God loves you, and he loves the world. And he made a way for you to come to him. In that God came in the person of Jesus Christ. The word of God says, God who created everything. I am who created everything. It's Jesus who all things were made by him and for him and for his purpose. Turn to Jesus today. Because he's the only one that guarantees that when we die, we will be in heaven when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. We say, why? All I have to do is believe? Yes. You're believing in Jesus. You're believing what God says in his word. And to reject the word of God is to reject the truth concerning who Christ is. Yes. Whatever religion you, you belong to, the point is this. You did not bring that religion in the world when you breathed your first breath. You grew up as a child and you were indoctrinated with it. Yes. As I have been indoctrinated with the truth from God's word, you may conclude that you have the truth. And I, like, <clears throat> like the hundreds of millions of Christians, we conclude we have the truth. Difference is this. You will die and I will die. Only in Christianity it makes sense. Because we all know that we have an issue with sin. And it makes sense because we are surrounded by wars and rumors of wars and people killing and we are surrounded by an earth that is deteriorating. So it makes sense. We have this evidence of God's scripture spoken by Isaiah hundreds of years and then fulfilled accurately in Jesus. And you have to choose to turn to God today and to believe in Jesus. I'm not presenting to you a religion. I'm presenting to you a person, Jesus Christ. He is the one who says, I am the way. And he is the one who says, I am the truth. And he is the one who says, I am the life. And he is the one who says, the only way you can get to the Father 
is you have to put your faith in me. So church, let's bow heads and we'll pray along and we'll pray for those who will be, we will encourage to pray this prayer of salvation. And we're believing now that the Holy Ghost who is doing his work is touching hearts and lives. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we want to pray with you right now to pray along with us to make that confession to Jesus that he is Savior because we need a Savior. Let us pray, Lord Jesus. I have fallen short of your glory because of sin in my life. But Lord Jesus, thank you that you are God and you left heaven. You came on earth. You went to the cross. You suffered. You died. You were buried. You rose again. You were ascended in heaven. Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the price for my sin. By faith, I accept you as my Savior. I receive this gift of eternal life. I confess you are the Christ, the Son of God. In Jesus' name, I pray believing. Amen. Oh